Welcome to the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you strategically grow a thriving and profitable health business online. Each week, we dive into new topics surrounding design and tech so that you can take action and have a brand and business you're super confident in. I'm your host, Julie Ralston, and the owner of Jules Design, a website design studio who helps ambitious wellness pros and holistic business owners grow their brands through intentional design. To learn more about working with me, head to julesdesign.co. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the GoTo Wellness Pro Podcast. You're listening to episode 61, two weekly episodes in a row. So exciting. I'm going to be taking a short break for the next few weeks from the podcast to enjoy the holidays with family and friends. And I'm sure you're going to be taking some time off as well. So I wanted to share this business building episode with you before kind of that holiday craziness really sets in always trying to avoid overwhelming feelings over here. I don't want to give you too much information during a time frame where you want to be relaxing and enjoying time with friends and family. And speaking of overwhelm, I know this time of year can feel especially busy balancing personal commitments, new year business goals, and also for many health professionals in particular, planning challenges for the new year or new offerings for the new year to Um, have for your clients to run for your clients. The new year is really a busy season, particularly for health and wellness professionals, because it's such a big part of the year. So I just wanted to send some words of encouragement for you today. You're doing a great job. Enjoy the holidays. Take care of yourself. Your health and especially your mental health is really important, just like your client's health is. So definitely take some time for yourself for self-care and spending time with family and friends. I'm also here to support you any way that I can through my content on the podcast, interviews with guest experts, my free Simplify to Sell website workshop, which is up on my website, jewelsdesign.co, that will help you book more clients with your website and get started with website strategy. And also through my services that free up your time and website frustration and give you a professional and beautifully designed website that connects and converts with your ideal client. You can learn more about my services, which are the wellness website method and also website audits over on jewelsdesign.co if you're interested in learning more. Now, let's talk a little bit more about today's guest on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast, Elizabeth Ruth. Elizabeth is the owner and chief copywriter for ER Marketing Services. The agency empowers business owners to attract credible clients, connect with their audience and establish their industry authority. Elizabeth and her team specialize in designing marketing strategies and writing content for websites, blog posts, social media, and emails or newsletters. This was such a fun interview and conversation, and I think you're really going to love this episode. We talk all about how to set up the perfect blog post and get started with content marketing. In this episode, we cover why content marketing is important, particularly for service-based and group program-based businesses. We talk about what kind of content marketing business owners should be considering doing, pros and cons of blogging, podcasting, video, and other forms of marketing, email marketing, social media marketing. We also talk about how often listeners should post to start seeing results on content marketing, 
what to actually post about, how to find inspiration for that. We cover the perfect blog post structure. We also talk about TikTok, email marketing, social media marketing in general. Really all forms of content marketing are discussed at least a little bit in this episode. So this is a really jam-packed episode. It's filled with helpful tips and tricks. You really won't want to miss it. So just keep on listening and let's dive into this amazing interview with Elizabeth. Welcome to the Go To Wellness Pro podcast, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. Well, before we go ahead and get started today, I wanted to just kind of have you give a little bit of an introduction and talk about how you got started doing what you do now. Okay. So, I own ER Marketing Services and we specialize in marketing. When I decided to start my agency a few years ago, since 2018, I was looking for a career change. I had done home daycare for 10 years while I was rearing my kids and it was just, you know, phasing out. But I knew I wanted to do something that would help people. Mm -hmm. And I'm always naturally drawn to being social with people on social media, and I loved following new trends and new platforms that are out there. So when I put those together, I thought, why don't I do marketing? I also have an English degree, so um, my love of writing, that's how I created it. So now we focus on helping entrepreneurs design marketing strategies so that they can become more efficient and enjoy the process a little better. I know not Mm -hmm. everyone loves it as much as I do. (laughs) I love (laughs) that. And we also uh, help them write content for their website, their blog posts, their social media, as well as their email newsletters. Ooh, that's so great. So you really do a lot of the writing and the strategy. Exactly, yes. That's really helpful for a lot of entrepreneurs too, because that's kind of a tricky part. I think when we're getting started with social media is figuring out the actual strategy behind it to save time. So it's so great you do that. And then writing actual sales copy and marketing copy can be really hard too. So really yes. excited to have you here to to chat with guests and talk all about marketing. Me too. It's one thing <laughs> you're going to have to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little overexcited talking about <laughs> about marketing. I do, I do, and systems and how to maximize our efforts. Of course. Well, that's great. That's how you know you're definitely doing the right thing when you're really excited about it. That's how I feel about websites. I could talk about them all day, and sometimes I go on about it a little too long. <laughs> so I, I get. <laughs> I know it. how it goes. My my family zones me out, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, mine too. <laughs> like, stop talking about websites. Nobody cares. Yep, <laughs> except for you. But that's not true. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in and talk a little bit about content marketing, because I'm really excited to chat about it. And I know those listening want to get started with it, too. So particularly for kind of service-based business owners or a lot of health and wellness pros listening have group programs where they're working more in a one-to-many model or with a few people, so maybe five to 10 people at a time and more of a group program sort of style. Mm -hmm. So what kind of content marketing do you really recommend um, that those type of business owners get started with? Especially when you're in a service-based industry, um, it's not like they can see a product base is easy. Here's a doll. Here's a t-shirt. Do you <laughs> like it? Buy it. A service is more of an emotional connection with someone, especially your health is a little bit, it's personal. Mm-hmm. So 
I would recommend that for content marketing, short videos are super hot right now. And I know I I just heard a couple people cringe when they heard me say, no, not video. But I want you to consider your own buyer experience when you are looking to hire a coach or work with someone, you know, in that kind of capacity. I know mm-hmm. for myself, I like to test it out. If someone's on YouTube, I watch all their videos before I make a buying decision. I want to kind of test them. Like, do they really know what they're talking about? Do I agree with what they're talking about? And could I listen to this person for eight hours if I'm buying a course or once a week <laughs> for an hour if they're coaching me mm-hmm. in some way? So, you know, it is it is a hot trend. TikTok and Reels, like Instagram, <laughs> yeah. they just merged their IGTV and their Reels. So short video. TikTok is totally you know, I had to get on TikTok. I didn't want to do video, but I had to get on there because that <laughs> is where everyone is. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. I probably need to get on TikTok too. <laughs> yes. Now, okay. So if I have, so if we have some listeners who are absolutely hard, no, we're not going to do short video, then the next best thing that I would recommend you do is uh, consider social media and mm-hmm. break down the two words, social and media. Media being your posts on your feed so that you're staying current as someone's checking you out. And I attribute this to It's like a sign on your lawn. Mm -hmm. People have to drive by it to see it. So they're either following a hashtag that you're using and finding you. They are coming directly to your account or they are seeing you in the feed that whatever platform is providing as you're scrolling through. Mm -hmm. The social part is equally important. So the media is, you know, educating, inspiring, entertaining, But the social aspect of social media is an opportunity for you to engage with your people, listen to what they're asking for. Even negative comments, you know, once you get through the emotional back against, well, like, what? How dare they? (laughs) But there are always nuggets in there of truth. We may not want to see them, but we can use that to improve our service offerings or our products that we're providing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so So, true. Really mm -hmm. just getting that feedback and getting actually be social on social media. I mean, that's really a big point of it is to be able to actually connect with people, talk with people and be able to help them out. Exactly. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I totally agree with you. I think short video is really, really important and is big right now. So it's good to kind of jump on trends, I feel like, too, (laughs) when Mm -hmm. it comes to marketing and social media. And a lot of these platforms tend to reward that, which I think is good. And then I like the idea of like social media, really breaking it out into posts versus actually taking time to be social and network and talk to people. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else content marketing wise that people should really get into or think about? Um. So when we think about content marketing, the reason why I've chosen the four pillars that I do, your website, blog posts, social media, as well as email newsletters, Mm -hmm. these are different ways to reach out to people. Um, Again, consider shops. 
you know, stores in the mall, when they're having sales or online, your favorite platform, what is your buying trigger? Some people like BOGOs. Some people, I know for me, it's free shipping. As soon as you have free shipping, I am buying. (laughs) Is it a discount? Is it a dollar amount? Just like a buyer has different triggers, you're going to have your audience have preferences for their, where they want to find you. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I follow people on social media, but I get so busy as you, you, you know, everyone does. Yeah, I forget to go and check. Or if I follow a blogger, I forget to go and check. So those that I am raving, a raving fan of, I will subscribe to their email newsletter. Don't make me have to remember to go and find what you're putting out. Deliver it to me with a little bow on it. Make <laughs> me feel like a VIP. And then I can have access to everything you've put out. Yeah, totally agree with you. I think a newsletter, like doing regular emails to be able to stay in touch with your audience is really helpful. And it helps to nurture people that are maybe just getting to know you to actually turn into buyers one day. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's great for stewarding past clients too. keep Mm -hmm. them front of mind if they've needed your services before. So true. I'm probably going to need it again. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. It's a great way to stay in touch too and continue to, to build that relationship with past clients as well. I love that. Okay. Well, this, those are all really helpful. I completely agree with you. I think website, blog, email, newsletter, and social media are really, really important. So we're going to dive into all of those a little bit more. Yay. Um, (laughs) Yes. So excited. So let's talk a little bit about maybe website and blog first Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about maybe the different ways that you could start basically like a blog feed on your website. So a lot of times when I'm creating a website for one of my clients, we'll kind of talk about what sort of marketing strategy they want to put in place. So do they want to blog? Do they want to podcast? Do they want to start creating YouTube videos? And then I'll set up the actual blog feed on their website to support whatever kind of marketing they want to do. So if they want to do blogging, more of a written format, podcasting, more audio format or video, actual videos. Right. (laughs) Um, So what are kind of some of the pros and cons, I guess, of doing a blogging style versus podcasting versus video? And how can listeners kind of get started choosing which sort of content marketing they should put on their website? Okay. So for blogging, I'm going to start at why we would blog, why we want that. And this is, you know, straddling on your domain here as a website (laughs) tech person. So you jump in. Okay. Um, (laughs) But essentially you want to have a blog because it establishes your authority, right? It's going to show people, you know, what you're doing when they want to check you out. But from a technical reason, it keeps your website fresh, You can target specific keywords. So as a health coach, maybe you are talking about diet culture Mm -hmm. because you have a program that is helping people break free of diet culture and you want to help them with that. Well, you can target that blog post for people who are searching for diet culture, you know, break the diet culture, whatever term you have, you can attract them to that blog post. Because a website does not just, you know, everyone doesn't come in on your homepage. They come in from wherever their search engine has taken them. 
because, mm-hmm. you know, a search engine, their number one goal is to deliver exactly the answer that the user is requesting. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a great opportunity to focus on keywords relevant to what your audience is searching for. It can entertain them. It can educate them. And then if you're using, you can use a combination of written blog posts, a video, and um, an audio podcast. Sorry, yeah, blog post. So you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I often recommend is if, so Julie, if you're my client, podcasting <laughs> is obviously something that you're passionate about. You right. can pay a service like Temi or Rev to give you a fairly inexpensive, um, oh gosh, the word just escaped me, a uh, transcription. Oh, they can right. give you a transcription. Mm-hmm. You can link in your podcast into the blog post, and then you can do a written version. It doesn't have to be the full version, but it could be the highlights of the main points. Mm-hmm. So that's an opportunity, again, now that you have people who have found you from Google, Google will, will reward you for right. keeping people on your website longer. Yeah, because you're getting to create that same like blog feed style, but you're doing it more so with the transcript or the show notes. Exactly. And that way you take advantage of SEO and and all of those things that you just mentioned for blogging, you get the advantages of the SEO, people coming back to your website, cre- getting to create content regularly. So it's great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of potential. <laughs> and yeah, then and- if you do have a podcast or a um, YouTube video, right. You don't have to have a written blog that becomes your stream and you have your links to your episodes. Yeah, exactly. And you could even, I'm guessing with video, you could do something similar to what you were talking about with the podcast where you could do, you can embed the video and yes. then maybe have a written format or kind of just a summary of what you talked about. So you can take advantage of some of those keywords too for SEO. Exactly. And so keeping people on your website longer is called a bounce rate. You want to have mm-hmm. a a bounce rate is people come, they don't find what they're looking for, they bounce off. So if you have a high number, that's actually not good. <laughs> you want to have right. a low number because <laughs> uh, the trick is, okay, here's another trick for blog posting is you are going to um, think about a website that you go to and they have other links. And then the next thing you know, you have 50 of that website's tabs open waiting for you to read. Mm -hmm. You're getting incredible bounce rate, right? Like Google's going to be like, people love what this blog or website is pushing out. So you're going to get higher up in the search results. And you're giving your audience what they need. If I have 15 tabs open on a website, the likelihood of me purchasing Mm-hmm. is so high because I'm becoming a fan. I am totally eating up everything that you are putting out. Right. Yeah. Completely agree with you. If you have like 15 tabs open, that's a sure sign that you found exactly yeah. what you're looking for. <laughs> you're ready to buy from that person or at the very least subscribe to their email list so you can stay in touch or follow them on social media. Something yes. so that you can continue to like get to know them basically. Exactly. Okay, well, that sounds amazing. And I guess since I just brought up email, (laughs) we might as well talk about that a little bit more. So why is email marketing important and how can listeners get started with it? I would say email marketing is important because it is one of the few things we can own. 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is a couple of weeks ago, Instagram and Facebook went down where I was. I don't know about you. And everyone was freaking out. They had no way to communicate with their clients if they were only on those platforms. Mm -hmm. If you have an email list, do you know how easy it would have been to just say, hey, everyone, Instagram and Facebook are down, but that's cool. I got you. This is what you need for today. Or here's my update that I know, you know, you still want my podcast. Here it is. Right. Yeah. It's not just silent then for a exactly. day. <laughs> and as well, we're so overwhelmed. What did they say the attention span is now? Like three seconds? A goldfish's <laughs> attention is supposed to be six or seven seconds. And humans are now down to three seconds because social media is just so loud. Whereas at least in your inbox... I mean, I'm still overwhelmed with my inbox, but it's still quieter. You're not getting ads. You're not getting the distractions that you would on a third-party platform. Mm-hmm. What was the second part of your question? Just how to get started with email right. marketing. <laughs> Thank you. So how I would get started is, uh, and this is why, again, I do all four of these things at once uh, or as my offerings. Let's work smarter. Mm-hmm. Not everyone loves marketing, as I mentioned before, or you might not have a lot of time, or you might not even know what to post. So if you finally decided, for example, a blog post that you want to put out, right. you want to drive people there so you can give that to them in an email. Mm-hmm. You can break it up so that you can promote it on social media. Make four social media posts and break up each of your main points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so not easy. only can you go it. ahead. Make it easy. I love it. And like reuse your content. That's so great. Yes. So that's how I would get started is first I would think about, well, for anything, no matter which marketing you're looking to do, I would suggest you consider what are your goals, your business goals? Do you have a sales goal? Do you have a number of leads that you're trying to attract this year? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to promote a specific program that you want to have members join? And based on those goals, curate a strategy so that you're attracting them so you can meet them. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. So the strategy really involves all of these things, your website, Mm -hmm. blog, email newsletter, and social media. They're all working together. Yes. Okay. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about that working smarter, not harder. <laughs> I think okay. you just mentioned because that <laughs> sounds amazing. Everyone's looking to save time. And I think that's something we need to jump into a little bit more. So how can listeners save time with their marketing and get started with that? So as I mentioned before, when you have a goal in mind, let's For example, you have a new group program that you are wanting to promote. Mm -hmm. So what is the best way that you can create a buzz around it in the least amount of time? Mm -hmm. I personally would write a blog post and when whichever you choose, Mm -hmm. this is a really great tip if you have no idea where to start, write on a little piece of paper, who, what, when, where, why, how. Think of two to three bullet points that touch on. So your group program, who is it for? What what are the benefits? What are you going to get from taking this course? Where do you do it? Is it online, a Zoom class? Are you in a Facebook group? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how often do you meet? So answer some of those questions that people would want to know answers for. 
Mm-hmm. And then, so if you have a blog post, you answer them all, you know, obviously you make it sensible and it flows, <laughs> but you, you touch on each of those points. Or if it's social media, perhaps you really go deeper into each of those bullet points as you are call to action on everything, whether it's a blog post or social media or email. How do they register? How do they mm-hmm. get more information on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really helpful to kind of get like a strategy on how to actually write this content, which is, yes, I mean, that that can be so hard. It's like actually formatting the perfect blog post, getting all of that together and getting it out for the world. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming, I feel like. Yeah, there are multiple steps. <laughs> I make it sound easy. You know, just do it. <laughs> there are multiple steps. And also what can help is, write a workflow. And if I had to give you a workflow, let's just make it into three steps. Number one, maybe it'll be four, but you know, the first thing is what is my goal? What is my intention for this post? What do I want to get from it? Which will Mm -hmm. kind of equal your call to action. The second thing is, okay, how do I want to deliver it? Or where do I want to deliver it? Blog, social media, email newsletter, all of the above. And then set some time so that you're drafting it. It doesn't have to be really long or overwhelming. You know, in an hour, you can figure out the who, what, when, where, why, how, and just get started. Right. And then actually plan for when you're going to publish it. And I work background backwards based on a deadline. So if it's a group program that I want to start January 1st or, you know, the beginning of January, then I would actually, November 11th, when when we are recording this, I would be starting that now. You're going to have to give yourself, if, if not already, to start getting registrants. But if you think of your goal and those four things, that should really help you take out some of the overwhelm and give you a starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that can be that could be really helpful. So when you say like you're getting started a few months ahead of time, are you saying that you're coming up with that strategy and then actually like going through the motions to execute it so that you can get to that end goal of maybe launching your group program or something like that? Yes, always think about when your deadline is mm-hmm. and then work backwards because you want to give yourself enough time to be successful. Right. Yeah, you don't want to just like launch something out of the blue and then yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Right. You want to kind of nurture people, get them to a place where they're ready to buy and then launch your thing. Is that kind of what you're thinking too? Yes. And then so we we were mm-hmm. talking about emails. I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but there let me just explain. There's a couple different ways that you can deliver emails. The first way is you type it, you send it immediately. <laughs> The second way is you schedule it. So maybe once a week on Saturdays, you know, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., that is your day to send out your emails. So Mm -hmm. you would schedule it. And then the third way is you can automate it. And what automation means is no matter when someone joins your list, they always start at the first email and go through the sequence in order. Mm. So then Mm -hmm. they all experience it. So uh, if you have autom, maybe you have some sort of automation where you're welcoming everyone and it takes them, you know, three weeks to go through the welcome series and then they're dropped into your live list where you're in real time sending it out. 
You want to make sure that you take into account in your timeline that, okay, if I am attracting people to my welcome email series, they're going to get that. I have to add three weeks for them to actually go through that before they're going to get my live promotions about your program or whatever Mm -hmm. you are promoting at that time. Right. That's a really good point. And with a welcome sequence, I'm guessing that is a good place to kind of introduce people to what you do, who you are, and continue to nurture those leads before they would actually go into something more like a sales sequence in your email. Exactly. So uh, what I like to do in welcome sequences is give people an opportunity to get out of the metaphorical car. You know, like if this, if this is not the right bus for you, because we're going to California and you want to go to Alaska, please leave. Like it's okay. (laughs) Give them permission because you really want to have people who are interested in your services. And again, don't want to get into too many technical details, but if people stop opening your emails and they are still on your list, then the people who actually want to get them, it will start going to their junk folder Mm -hmm. and it won't get delivered to the ones who really want it. So through a welcome series, you can give them that permission. So let's say, man, I got lots of ideas today. I'm going to give you three parts of what you can include. <laughs> Great. Yes, so, go ahead. <laughs> for, for a welcome email, maybe your first one is, yay, you're here. I'm so excited. This is who I am and mm-hmm. what you can expect me to give you. This is the mm-hmm. value I'm going to provide. Perhaps the second that. email in the series is, yay, you're still here. I mean, you're not going to say that, but... <laughs> Um, obviously we connected for a reason and here is maybe a lead magnet or some, or a resource that would help them, Mm -hmm. you know, and it supports what you believe in. So it could be a lead magnet that you've created yourself. It could maybe again, using the diet culture example, you have a group program, um, or that's, you know, the main thread of your health business. Then maybe you give them a checklist, 10 things that will help you stay healthy without, I don't know, sacrificing your weight or your health or something like that. Pardon me. Or perhaps you can give them a quiz. Mm -hmm. How do you know if you're making healthy choices? Here's a cool little quiz. And that kind of resource is going to build some confidence in you, give them a little taste of who you are and what you offer. And then a third email, you can invite them to continue on the journey with you, uh, to work together, what they can expect in future newsletters from you, Mm -hmm. and maybe invite them to get social. Where do you hang out the most? Give them a couple options for where they hang out the most, and then you can become friends and connect that way. Oh, yeah, that's such a good point. I love all three of those emails because (laughs) it really helps people to like get to know you, see if they're in the right place, and then be really excited about those next emails because now they're getting a freebie. They're getting some more help with whatever they're struggling with and getting to take that first step to also seeing you as an authority in your niche and somebody who can really help them. And then that third email, you're inviting them to continue to connect with you somewhere else. So now they're not only subscribed to your email list, maybe they're following you on Instagram, or if you have some 
blog posts to link up that would be really helpful or podcast episodes that would be really helpful. You can link to those or something like that. Just continuing to give further value and nurture people so they can get to know you better and see you as like that go-to person in, in your industry. Absolutely. So, wow. Email marketing is very valuable. Yes. <laughs> and I'm guessing how that relates to a blog post and really your website in general, because I do this with a lot of my clients, is that you want to make sure that you're putting those um, email subscribes or like, sorry, opt-in incentives. I couldn't think of the word for some yes. reason. <laughs> opt-in incentives basically in blog posts and on your website so that people can easily subscribe and become a part of your email list. Absolutely. And similar to how we mentioned, okay, this is a little rabbit hole of emails, but similar to when we have our welcome series, you're also going to want to have a little bit of a welcome series for each opt-in or lead magnet you have. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a lot of work up front or it's more work up front because you have to think about it, but it's beautiful because it's automated. So once you've done it, essentially once a year, go check in, make sure the links are still working and that it's mm-hmm you know, accurate, but set it and forget it. And then you're just working on attracting those leads to your orbit. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think automating is amazing. It saves Mm -hmm. time. And like you said, once it's set up, you don't have to set it up again. So yes, it is some work up front, but then it's set up and that is continuing to market your business for you every single day when it's set up. So I feel like it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's so great. Um, okay. So yeah. So for opt-in incentive, you want to have a few emails. It sounds like to welcome people to that actual opt-in, obviously give them the opt-in, get the, have, have them get a little bit more information that could help them to finish that opt-in. And then they kind of go into more of a welcome nurture sequence to get to know you and what you do and what you offer. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that that's kind of the flow that you're thinking. Um, and I can see how that would really tie into your website and your blog and help you to get people onto your list. Let's kind of circle back to blogging a little bit now. Okay. Really, I guess, just marketing in general. So this could go for blogging, newsletter, social media. How often should listeners really be posting or engaging with their audience? Mm, This, the question of the hour. (laughs) I feel like it's I it could be anything. I don't even know what you're going to say here. I have no okay. idea. <laughs> I am just as excited to find out. <laughs> okay. Well, my recommendation may actually surprise you, but I believe quality and consistency over quantity. Mm-hmm. So what can you keep up with? And what will get you excited to continue to do? I have some clients who only send out emails, for example, once a month. Mm-hmm. And that's because they blog once a month and their whole email strategy is just to promote their blog posts. Right. And they feel that that is reasonable for their budget, their time, and the willingness they're able, you know, just to think of ideas because they just really don't enjoy it. And that is what feels right to them that mm-hmm. they can manage right now. Uh, obviously, the more you put out, the more results or the more testing, I should say, you'll be able to do. You can really validate what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I mentioned TikTok, I believe, that I'm new to it because I got to walk my walk here and test it out. (laughs) So I just started it, I think, in October. And my strategy then was I'm just going to 
talk and do a marketing tip. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of weeks into it, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try frequency and see if that increases my analytics, if I'm getting more viewers, interaction, followers. So I did three a day. I gave a marketing tip and posted that at 9.30. I did a TikTok trend update midday. And then I did myself doing the trend at, you know, later in the afternoon so people could come back and see how I interpreted it. Interpreted, okay. interpreted it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay, so then this is where the consistency was. I able to keep up with that? No, it lasted for a week. <laughs> I know when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I could never do three posts. A I day. know. You know, because like I, I got clients and a family, and <laughs> I like yeah. to eat once in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, how did you so, do anything else? That would be like absolutely. the whole day for me. So it was not manageable. However, I gave it enough of a try where I was able to test it. I did not see a difference in Mm -hmm. results of followers, comments, any kind of engagement. Um, I was getting the same views Mm -hmm. as I was when I was posting just once a day. So I made the decision actually last night. I changed my editorial calendar and I'm like, you know what? We're only doing (laughs) once a day because then I can record five videos and I only do it Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. And I feel I'm going to try and see if I can maintain that. So that's the long answer to how often should you be posting? What can you keep up with and do well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important is you, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with your marketing plan because then it's just set up to to burn you out and for failure, honestly, because like you're not going to be able to stick with it. <laughs> Absolutely. And you get discouraged. And the other part, too, is how solid is your message that you're putting out mm-hmm. when you're fatigued and it's just another thing to check off your list and you're not as passionate about it. Right. You're not even, your audience is even waning in their attention because they're like, yeah, ho-hum, ho-hum. Whereas (laughs) if you did it once a week, wow. Right. You put a lot into it and it's like really thoughtful content that's going to be helpful. That's going to make a much bigger impact and people are going to want to engage with that more because they're going to resonate with it and want to give you comments and feedback and likes and all of the things that you need to build that engagement. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that's really helpful and hopefully helps to answer the question of how often should you be posting? It sounds like it's really dependent on the person's business and what they can keep up with and be consistent with. Yes. Okay, that's really good to know. And also, thank you for sharing a little bit more about TikTok too, because I'm a little confused on how to get started with TikTok. I use Reels on Instagram, so maybe it's Mm -hmm. not that different, but (laughs) I haven't joined TikTok yet and I probably should, but (laughs) it's not in my strategy. I haven't planned for it. So it's really good for listeners, I think, to to learn a little bit more about that. Would you mind just sharing a little bit more about like TikTok and Reels and maybe how often you should post there? Like I know you said once a day, have you seen that that is really the way to get the best results there? Still testing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I have I have results that I am happy with and I'm able to do enough variety. Uh, so even, you know, for my marketing tips, mm-hmm. I've tried different delivery styles. I So I'll answer your question on where to be for video in a second because I have a plan that I can okay. share with everyone to do it once and share it everywhere. <laughs> but... Um, Yeah. So doing the marketing tip, I've tried 
implementing, all right, what are some trending sounds I could use? Mm, Okay. Because is it the sound that is getting me out there? What are some hashtags? And I try and uh, when you research a hashtag, I'm pretty sure it's similar on Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. And what is a really high, you know, like millions of people who are looking for this, but what's also lower, maybe in the 200,000 range of viewers. And the reason why I'm playing with that is because high numbers mean a lot of eyeballs, but you go lower really quickly because there's so many Mm -hmm. people adding to the feed of that hashtag. If I have lower eyeballs because I have a lower number, but I'm staying at the top of the feed. And what I mean by that is when someone, so let's use, say I'm using marketing tip as my hashtag and it has 4 million uh, people who are using it, videos Mm -hmm. associated with it. Then I'm going to go down really quickly when people search up marketing tip. However, if I use, so my hashtag or my handle is marketing minute with E So, if I'm using Marketing Minute with E, not a lot of people are using that. But if people start to check it, then my video is going to be up for longer, maybe even a week after I've posted it. Mm, So, I'm trying to mix that strategy as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what did I say? So, there's trending sounds. I'm also testing the hashtags by usage. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I'm testing are trending filters. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So with a combination of those three things, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm getting really consistent results. Now, I am not TikTok famous yet. I only have about (laughs) 300 or so. Well, you just started, what, like a month ago? But I just started in October. Yeah. So I think I'm doing pretty well. And that sounds good. <laughs> and another another great thing that I'm going to give your viewer, your listeners permission for is don't worry about the analytics. You know, you want the analytics more than the followers. What's mm. the saying? You can't take followers to the bank. But I have 4 million followers on TikTok. I'm famous. Can you give me a loan so I can buy a house? No, that's not <laughs> how that works. That's a vanity metrics. Mm-hmm. You want to touch. So I have 300 people. But I want 300 people who I am touching with my message, who I am entertaining. I'm trying to get creative. And I think I also was saying about delivery I'm testing. So am I just dancing? I can't believe I'm actually dancing. I'm a 40, you know, something year old woman (laughs) here. And I'm definitely. Well, that's good for you. Yeah, I'm on the (laughs) very older side of it. And but I'm trying the dancing to the songs and using, you know, the different buttons and such. But I'm trying. And then other videos, I'm just talking to the video. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing what people are reacting to. I've only given myself permission to dance in the last few videos. So we're still testing what's working. (laughs) You're seeing how that's working versus talking. I like it. I can tell that you are very focused on the analytics and the stats. And I think that's awesome because... A lot of times people don't look at that sort of stuff. And for me, um, a lot of times it happens with clients not looking at like their Google analytics and checking out their website and stats and stuff. Um, so I can completely relate to you on that. I think checking your analytics is really, really important because it actually lets you know how things are going and mm-hmm. what you can do differently and test and change. And I like that you kind of try different things out to see what's actually working and, and pivot there. And I will say... 
I'm also keeping it fun and interesting for me so that I mm-hmm. can show up again. Yeah, so true. Because if, you know, if you're dreading it, you're not going to do it. Because <laughs> if it's a drudgery, who's going to want to show up? Nobody. But if you're yeah. like, oh, I, I have a new trend. I want to try it. I can't wait. How can I do the Pamela pumpkin workout and make that relatable to my marketing <laughs> business owners? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and if fun. you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's hilarious. It's Pamela pumpkin. You got to look up that. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'll get on TikTok. This sounds fun. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, so I wanted to answer your question too about video. So I found here is a trade secret. It's called Snap Tick. So that's okay. Snap T I K dot app. Okay. And what you can do is it will take off your watermark from uh, TikTok so oh. that you can promote it. So my strategy is I make my video on TikTok, I upload it. I run it through this app like 10 seconds. It takes it takes off the watermark. That then becomes a reel. That mm-hmm. then becomes an Instagram post. That then becomes an Instagram story, which I also post on LinkedIn. I also post it on Pinterest. You can see where I'm going with it. Ooh, I also wow. post it as a shorts on YouTube with one video. That's so great. Wow. Talk about Reeves and content. And I would have yes. never thought about that. I would have redone it <laughs> like yep. because I just wouldn't know how else to do it. So that's yes. so great. And it keeps your stickers. So yeah. if you've spent time uh, writing text in bubbles or stickers, mm. any kind of animation, it keeps that. It keeps your sound. The one thing I don't like is it also strips out your captions. Okay. But I think that the reward is much greater than, okay, I lost my, <laughs> my captions. I can yeah. re-upload those in Reels quite easily. Yes, especially now that they have the little captions thing. You could just use that and they, it just, I'm guessing, would carry over that way. Yes. So if you're comfortable, Julie, using Reels, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can download your Reels as well, save the draft or save the post I, I don't I don't use reels so I can't speak to it but I'm pretty sure the same thing it would work the same you can download it I don't believe oh, okay. they have a watermark yeah they don't have a watermark I don't I mean I've so never tried to download it but I don't think same they do. process mm-hmm. push it out wherever you can oh that's really interesting okay so yeah whether you're using TikTok or reels you could do that and then you could upload that to like YouTube you could po- you could give it to your email list so many different things you could do with that and I liked your idea too of posting it as a story yes, or even a, a, a post on your feed too. Just even an Instagram, you can reuse it a few times in different ways. Yes. And Such I'll give you idea. another app. I'm going to give you another app. My goodness, <laughs> yes, you're getting yes, a I'm lot not. today. It's called Cut Story. Okay. <laughs> Cut Story is what I use. I have an iPhone. I don't know if they have an Android version, but essentially you upload your video and it chops it up. You say where you want to promote it. So I want an Instagram story. It chops it up. I think a minute video gives you, what are they, 15 seconds? So you get four different segments of your Instagram story, your video, and you literally just share it to your Instagram. Oh, that's so great. So that way you could just use like the video on your camera instead of like actually using the app to do it and um, cut it up that way. Okay. Yes. Because if we're uploading, uh, so we save it in our Google drive and then Mm -hmm. upload it to Instagram stories, it chops it off after 15 seconds. So this way I can have the four parts and it plays smoothly. 
Okay, that makes perfect sense. And I think that would be really helpful. I'm going to look all those up and I'll make sure to link them up to in the show notes for those listening, because I think those will be really helpful apps for those wanting to get started and kind of like streamline, speed up the process, because we're always looking to save time. So thank you so much for sharing those. Um, And then let's talk a little bit more about how listeners can also figure out what to actually post about or what to talk about on social media or even coming up with TikTok ideas. Like how can people go to find content inspiration? Okay. There's a couple different ways. One, you pretend that you are your ideal client looking for the type of service that you offer. You can go to Google, Pinterest, YouTube, and do search. And as you are searching, type slowly. So let's use the diet culture just to keep it thematic for the whole podcast. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at, you know, diet culture questions, specifically in Google, actually, I think all three of these will do it. They will suggest a fill in, they'll auto fill in the rest of your statement based on popular requests that Mm -hmm. other you know, uh, users have typed in. Mm-hmm. So y- you can make a list of what are other people doing? Answer the public. Amazing. You <laughs> type in even a word like marketing for my industry or diet or health coach, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, wellness. And it will give you a wheel of questions that people have asked regarding mm-hmm. that. And okay. you can just go through that. Uh, So now there's another secondary part. So let's use TikTok, for example. This is similar to if you're doing reels, if that's your preference, what have you. Mm -hmm. Look at some of the big leaders in your industry on that platform that you're using. What is making them successful? Study their videos, for example, or their blog posts or social media posts, whichever you're trying to emulate. What is getting a lot of comments what are they using? So that's how I actually decided I was going to try filters, a hashtag mix, and sounds that are trending okay. because I'm trying to figure out what is the magic juju that is working. <laughs> right. What is it that's attracting people? Is it a right. combination of everything? And also, what is the messaging that other, for example, for me, marketers, what are they presenting that people are drawn to? Are they giving trend updates? Are they giving stories? Mm, Maybe okay. examples about client successes without using personal information, but general uh, stories that they could relate to? Or is it they just want to know, just tell me three things to do, please. Right. Yeah. You can kind of see what's actually working and then um, for other people and then try those things yourself too. So yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to find inspiration. And I could see that working for health and wellness professionals too. You can look and see what others are doing in your industry who are leaders. And then you could see like our educational posts really working well. What kinds of things are they talking about? Um, what's working? What's getting more engagement? And kind of looking at things that way so you can get some content ideas. Absolutely. And just remember, big rule, big rule, do not copy. Oh, yes, Use it as a resource. <laughs> it's not a copy game. It's a resource so that you can in, uh, deliver it in your own interpretation or mm-hmm. method or values. Right. Exactly. I 
so glad you brought that up because yes, yes, you definitely don't want to be copying people in your industry. And it's good to actually give a different perspective on things, give your own unique perspective, because that's what's going to really set you apart from ultimately people that are your competition out there in your industry. So I think that's very important to touch on. So glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that really helps so that people can get started. Is there anything else before um, I move on to the next thing for listeners to think about? like how to actually think about what to post about <laughs> or content inspiration? Or do I we cover would, it? Um, so when I'm create, working with a client, there are three, ma- I don't know, three or four. <laughs> I got steps. I have steps. I'm very formulaic in how I do things. So I will share that with you. So this is very similar to what we mentioned before, but I think it's worth repeating What are your goals? Let your business goals lead you. And Mm -hmm. by goals, I'm talking quantifiable dollar goals. And, you know, what makes up that annual goal that you set for yourself to make? How many programs or members or one-on-one clients do you want? And then the other part would be lead generation. You have to feed both of those filters. You need to make money, but you also need to have leads to speak to so that if they're not ready, you're still warming them up. So you're constantly you know, funneling them through who's ready, who's not. And then that's how you keep your business going. So goals number one, let that direct your content. So then if you had that, group program that, you know, it's a no, not diet group, but, you know, people who are wanting to get healthier, mm-hmm. then what are you going to have to share to empower people to make the decision to work with you? So you're going to probably have to educate them a little bit on your processes without giving away the secret sauce, right. but just touch on your process so they understand if their values align with yours. And if they... I mean, I'm not going to follow someone who I completely disagree with to lose weight. I'm actually going to probably eat three (laughs) rows of cookies just to spite them. So (laughs) make sure it's a right fit. Uh, And then the other part would be um, testimonials of happy clients. Don't just take my word for it. This is what our happy clients have to say. Do you have any events that are free workshops so they can test you out just a little bit more intimately, but without making a commitment. Mm-hmm. So give them information so that they can answer the question themselves confidently. Because you yeah. also want to make sure the right people, especially in group programs, you want to have the right people there. You don't want to have that person who's like, yeah, I'm just eating my Oreos here while you're talking about healthy recipes. Right. <laughs> not actually following the program. <laughs> exactly. That's not helpful for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Because people in group programs also want to get support from the other people in the program. So yeah, that, yes. <laughs> that would work. That would be yes. kind of dragging the whole group down. Exactly. So you're right. You want people to understand like the whole process, what's going to be involved. And I think what you said really brings into place like creating value for your ideal client and yes. leading with that and making sure it's actually connecting with your offer and what you're going to ultimately be selling a few months down the line. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I should follow up. So you have your goals in place. You have how you're going to talk about it in a variety of different ways. And then consistency. What is your schedule? Are you once a week? Are you three times a week? What can you keep up with? How are you going to deliver it? What platforms are you going to deliver it? 
Mm-hmm. Now I am more, adva- I want to just say, I realized I probably blew some people's minds when I was saying, and TikTok, and I put it on LinkedIn and Pinterest and <laughs> YouTube, and they're like, what? Woo! I have to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that is my business. My business is to market and I need to test the platforms that I support my clients with. Mm-hmm. When I started, I was, you know, before TikTok, but I was only on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mastered those. Then I folded in, you know, LinkedIn and I mastered mm-hmm. that or as much as I wanted to. And then when I felt confident, then I folded in other strategies. So please take that cautionary note. I don't want anyone to be running screaming from me You're like, what? <laughs> yes, it definitely yeah. goes back to what you said earlier about what you can actually stick to and be consistent with and that quality over quantity. So Absolutely. same thing with platforms, I would assume, is you don't want to be on too many that you can't keep up with. <laughs> yes. And then mm-hmm. I do have one final part of that uh, system. Okay. Make the ask. Tell people what to do with what you have just given them. Mm-hmm. Here's how you sign up for our workshop. Oh, share. If you know someone who's also looking to join a group to support their wellness goals, please share this with them. Mm-hmm. Send me a direct message so that I can give you more information without mm-hmm. any, you know, <laughs> no pressure kind of situation here. Invite the conversation, invite the next step, even drop a comment if this resonates with you. Right. Just call to action, really. Something exactly. at the end of every post or I'm guessing even TikToks and stuff, like you want to have some kind of call to action to get people to take that next step with you. Even if it's just a small step or just a yes. connection step, it doesn't have to be like work with me on every single exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> We're not used car salesmen on the corners and buy my cars. I got to clear out the lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're people. And we want connection and to, to talk with people. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I find if you come from a place of giving, you come from a place of wanting to help instead of thinking about what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to make better connections than, you know, if you're just bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. So true. I completely agree with you. Yeah, people are not going to respond to that like used car salesman mm-hmm. sort of marketing strategy. That's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And then one other thing I wanted to ask you before we kind of wrap up here today is getting back to like that blog post structure on your website is like, what is that perfect blog post structure um, that listeners should be following? Okay. I recommend that first you need to choose, are you going to be long or short form? Both have their place. The 2,000 word, you know, plus longer posts have their place if you, you know, university professors or uh, some kind of a teacher who's really digging into something. um, Maybe it's a belief system of the wiring of the brain and how food you know, choices, connect with that. So if it's a little bit more technical, you'd probably want to have a little bit of a longer post. Mm -hmm. Or if you kind of want to get in and out, then perhaps you're looking at 500 words. Make your message, give them another 
article so that they can continue exploring or unpacking that theory or what you're talking about. Uh, So make a choice, long or short. You can do a mix of both. But generally, I recommend a structure to follow so you don't have a blank page is introduction, three main points that you unpack, Mm -hmm. and then a conclusion with a call to action of what they do next. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I think that's a great structure. And it it just sets up the page so that you're not just staring at a blank Google Doc too. Like you can actually yes. like start taking action and have a few points already on the page that then you can write about or whatever. For sure. It is. <laughs> yeah. And another uh, thing that this is not for structure, but this is for getting an idea is stories make things entertaining and relatable. Mm. So if you are writing um, if you're writing an article about, uh, I don't know, use, use Jay, use me. <laughs> are, are you sitting at night finding yourself going through three rows of cookies because you're bored? <laughs> Why is that? And then you can unpack the neurology or you know, neuropathy, whatever it is. What's happening in my brain? Why is that happening? Right. What kind of habits could I replace that with? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knit and I crochet because that keeps my hands busy. So give them something tangible that they could apply to make that change. Mm-hmm. And then, but me understanding what's happening with my mindset is going, oh, okay, there's something there. And then if you're in, in your conclusion, you're saying, if, if this resonated with you, I actually have a group program starting. You know, we start a new one every six weeks. If you want to get on the waiting list, we'd love mm-hmm. to have you so that we can further explore what's going on and give you tools so that when you're catching yourself mid, you know, half row, you have something to empower you to take control back. Mm. I love that. So true. And then you're getting people on your wait list. Now they're on your yes. email list and you're getting to connect with them. That's yes. a great call. And you're helping them. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Providing more value, giving them more freebies and blog posts that are resonating with them and all of the content that they need to kind of get started right away even. Yes. Okay. Well, I love that. Thank you so <laughs> much for sharing that perfect blog post structure. And as far as like call to actions at the end it sounds like it should usually be something like join my or you know something that's going to tie into a group program or service offering that might be relevant or something like an opt-in incentive are those usually the types of things you see yes invite them to continue the journey with you Mm -hmm. another strategy is if you do a series of those types of posts so you have you know the person who's a unconscious nibbler at night when they're bored. You have someone else who is an emotional eater. You have someone else, I don't know, I I don't know the industry very well to speak to, but you have three or four examples. You can make a series. So perhaps that call to action, if you're doing, you know, think of a mini series for TV, you have Mm -hmm. four parts. So the end of number one, two, and three is continue the journey with us and read the next post. Mm-hmm. Then on the fourth one could be the invitation to work together or join the group program. So you don't always have to ask to work together. Right. 
But again, that's where the strategy comes in. What's your goal, your end goal, and then work backwards to how can I deliver this and give a lot of value, let people know me, see if we're a good fit, but make that invitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think that will be really helpful to those listening. So thank you so much for sharing that information. Um, And before we wrap up, could you just tell listeners a little bit more where they can learn more about you online? Absolutely. I am most active on Instagram if you want to send me a direct message. And my Instagram handle is ermarketingservices. You can also check out my website, Mm ermarketingservices.com. And I do have a couple of opt-in incentives for you (laughs) if you would like to know. And we talked about in our emails, the automation sequence, you can see how I implement that from a lead magnet, then you're going to go into my welcome series, and then you're going to go into my automated list, which is my VIP list, where you're going to get marketing updates and entrepreneur lifestyle tips. So that Mm. could inspire you on what types of things you could share with your audience. Mm -hmm. So the first one, and I'm going to give Julie the links so that they should be in the uh, description. Is that okay, Julie, if I do that? Yeah, definitely. Just list them and I will add everything to the show notes. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is, since we just talked about it, set up the perfect blog post and it expands on, you know, what to put in the intro and the three points and the conclusion. Um, And then, so that's bit.ly slash go to wellness blog guide. No hyphens. I just made it go to wellness blog guide. And then the other one I have for you is a quiz. It's maximum 10 questions, but you kind of stop wherever your answer is. And it is called, what do I do next in my marketing? Mm -hmm. So if you have, you're thinking, yes, I have to do all the things. (laughs) And then you start blacking out because you're like, I have no time. (laughs) You don't need to start everything at once. You're going to be gentle with yourself. You're going to master one and then fold in another when you feel confident you can dedicate the time or the budget to it. So my quiz is um, bit.ly slash go to wellness quiz. And based on your answer, it's going to recommend where you should go, website, blog posts, social media, or email newsletters based on where you are and where your goal is to be. Okay. That would sound like really helpful next step resources if you're wanting to get started with strategy, with blog posts, with any, all of the above. And I'll make sure to link them all up too in the show notes. Are you still there? Oh, I am. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh no, did I lose her? Because then all of a sudden nope. I saw it set offline and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I think we're good. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I think that was pretty much it. So I'll just close it now. Make sure to edit all that out. So thank you so much for joining me here today on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast, Elizabeth. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Julie. It was an honor to help you and your listeners learn a little bit more. Well, to share my passion of marketing with you. Oh, well, thank you so much. I can tell you're really passionate and I had such a great time chatting with you. So thank you so much. Me as well. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
For more episodes, show notes, and to learn more about working with me, head to JulesDesign.co. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would take just a couple minutes to head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you're not already, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, sending lots of love and support, and I'll see you next week.